Upgrade your ATV UTV today at superatv.com. Whether it's portals, axles, windshields, lift kits, power steering kits, or any of the other great products from Super ATV, they have you covered through the entire process. From design, manufacturing, testing, selling, shipping, and they're always there to support everything you need for your side-by-side. Go start your upgrade today at superatv.com. Well, welcome to another edition of the Destination Polaris podcast. Of course, our podcast is brought to you by Rugged Radios. We were just on the road recently filming in San Hollow, Utah, and Rugged Radios was with us. And, of course, we use all their gear to do our communication while filming. And I'll tell you what, I know we say this, but uh, communication makes everything so much easier and more fun. If you can communicate car to car, you can play your your music through your Bluetooth, all of that stuff on your desert rides, your mountains, you name it. We got Rugged Radio with us. Honestly, we couldn't do our job without them. Great people there. Uh, they're willing to help out, uh, let you know, tell you the communications that are best suited for your vehicle. Check them out if you haven't had a chance to. Rugged Radio's the authority in communication. Now, joining me today is Kyle Frederick from Quad Boss. Kyle, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jared. I'm uh, I'm excited to be on. I know we've worked a, a bunch in the past, and um, look forward to talking to you a little bit. We haven't done anything like this. No, we haven't, and and I'm excited to talk about because some of the things we did in the past were years ago, but I tell you what, they were a great experience uh, doing a bunch of stuff with Dragonfire Racing back how many years ago, Kyle, was that now? I think X5 was in 2016 when the Turbo came out. I think that's the last time. That's the last time, 2016. Well, it's it's great to have Tucker, Quad Boss, Dragonfire. <laughs> There's so much under the umbrella. Why don't you tell me a little bit about, Kyle, um, what you do uh, there at Tucker, and and we can you know kind of dive into all the fun stuff that you guys got going on. All right, yeah. So I am uh, the brand manager for the ATV UTV brands, which is Dragonfire and Quad Boss. Those are both uh, house brands for Tucker Power Sports. So um, what I do is um, I am really just the um, kind of the vision of the brands there. So. Um, we work on, you know, uh, launch campaigns, um, product ideas, um, you know, help in the in the development as far as, you know, identifying features and things, trends in the industry. So it's really cool. I get to actually um, think of a, a product that would be useful to me that I've experienced in riding and I can uh, portray it to engineers and watch this product come from just an idea to next time I'm out in the desert, I see it driving past me and know that, you know, that product exists because of me. So, um, I do a lot of that. That's gotta be the, the fun part of the, the job is, is seeing that whole journey there. Um, and then, you know, it goes all the way into all the not as fun stuff, but you know, important stuff, you know, making sure, um, inventory, the right products in the right places, that kind of thing. So. So when you talk about the visions for the brands, let's, let's first start with quad boss. Uh, quad boss has been around for how many years now? uh 21 21 years 21 yep. years so 21 i mean they're years. pretty well known in the industry but for people maybe who are listening who aren't completely familiar with quad boss kind of give me a little spiel 
Yeah, so uh, Quad Boss originally started in, back in the day as uh, a pretty much snowplows was the uh, was the start there. So uh, started in there, and then um, natural progression with snowplows, wear and tear items. They it progressed, and uh, Quad Boss became basically a leader in having anything and everything to keep you keep you out there riding, keep you on the trail. Uh, as far as repair and replace parts, so uh, they're going to be you know. Your OEM style replacement parts is the a large portion of Quad Boss, and then we've branched out to um, to to really hit all the marks on your vehicle, whether it be wheels and tires, um, hunting and fishing accessories, uh, products that help you know you use your you uh, UTV for work, um, which is we're seeing a lot of nowadays. So not forgetting really any consumer and just trying to make sure we have something to to keep them going across the board. Uh, being here in Minnesota, I could certainly have used a snow plow about four or five days ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they uh, a lot of the country, and that's one of the things we're actually bringing back right now. We uh, we're working on getting a snow plow again, so trying to get you know get back to our roots, get back to what started, what we we're good at. Well, you mentioned the repair and replace parts. You know, it's something that I, I'm guessing a lot of owners of UTVs and ATVs deal with is something breaks you know, and maybe they don't live close to uh, an aftermarket store somewhere within their vicinity to get it. What should they be looking for? It's sort of like, okay, my my axle broke, my CV joint busted, my A-arm, something like that. How can Quad Boss or, or you explain to people what's the best way about going to sort of uh, finding that replacement part and then maybe doing the service themselves? Yeah, I mean, there is... Um... Uh, typically, you know, there's a lot of repair and replace products that let you know when you need to replace them. So like once you, once you identify what part, um, you know, is damaged, um, really we have close to 6,000 dealers across the country that, um, whether it be a e-com dealer or a brick and mortar store where you can either walk in or order it uh, directly to your door. Um, something, something like a, an axle CV boot rip. Sometimes it's more efficient to just replace the entire axle and get an axle that has a refreshed two-year warranty like our rugged axles. So, um, and then as far as that goes, if you're a little mechanically inclined, uh, a lot of these UTVs are not too complicated um there's tips and tricks on on youtube and things you know i consider myself mechanically inclined via youtube so um that's what i found is the the best way to get your uh, your tips and tricks to to get those those repairs done if they're not necessarily need to be done by a dealer there's some more invasive things that we recommend for a sure. dealer do for sure i've been making a joke for a while that youtube has made grandpas irrelevant yeah, <laughs> like, that was your go-to right before YouTube's like, "Well, call your grandpa; he's got all the tools and knows how to fix everything." Right? Yeah, exactly. And now exactly. it's like, man, I don't have to call grandpa anymore. I just go on YouTube. I don't know, man. That's a <laughs> you know, you usually get like a free ice cream out of the deal too. Fix something and get some free food. So, um, <laughs> oh, I hear you. Yeah, it's it's more convenient to go to the YouTube fix up. But you know, maintaining your UTV or or ATV um, is a part of being an owner of one of those, is not. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, um, you know, things to, you know, you, you take pride in the, in the vehicle and, and you want it to last and you want it to, you know, perform and, and be there when you need it really, you know, a lot of these times you could be hundreds of miles away from where you need to be and, and you, you trust that this machine is going to get you there. So 
you know, inspecting hardware, inspecting bearings, um, you know, replacing them, even though it's been a period of time, you know, you have five years and you haven't had an issue. It might be time to replace one of those, you know, sealed wheel bearings. You can't see what's going on inside, whether, you know, what condition the grease is. So um, that regular maintenance, um, inspecting your drive bell, all of that stuff is is crucial on um, making your ride enjoyable and you know, having trust in the machine to get you from A to B. Oh, some good thoughts. And, and you mentioned uh, location. Home base for you is Chandler, Arizona, right? Yep, yep. Just just south of Phoenix, Arizona. Just south of Phoenix. Now, we have done a number of shoots over the year in Arizona. And one of the reasons is because everything is so close and accessible. Talk about that, Kyle, in terms of like, it takes almost no time to be in the Phoenix Metro and be in a riding location. Yeah. Um, the way, yeah, that's, that's the number one thing I say, uh, Arizona, we we're kind of all condensed into one little Valley as they call it. And then right outside of that Valley is public land, you know, from top, bottom, east and west, you know? So, uh, from, from where uh, I'm located, it is about 30 to 40 minutes to get out to the desert. And from there you can ride, uh, you know, pretty much 100 to 200 miles in any direction. Um, there's rides from, you know, what we call Box Canyon, which is a typical good desert riding place a lot of people go. You can take that UTV from there all the way up to northern Arizona, only off-road. Off so um, we're a little spoiled in, in having that ability. You definitely are. Definitely are. Talk about that Box Canyon ride because that's one of the more well-known ones in the area. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I actually was just out there last weekend. So um, we, you know, you can just, you, you go out, park, you can take your uh, UTV and then um, you kind of dive out into the Superstition Mountains is uh, the mountain range there. Um, and you kind of looks relatively flat. You see the mountains off in the distance. Next thing you know, you're at the top of one and you can look over and uh, you can shoot up and through the ridges of the mountains. You can shoot down into the canyon, which is going to be basically a sand wash. And um, it can it can be pretty, it's pretty uh, technical terrain, I should say. I mean, you're going up and down. There's a lot of rocks, cactus, you know, typical Arizona, um, but just views that you can't even pay for, you know, you have to, you have to have that drive and sense of adventure and a UTV to really even get out there and be able to see some of this, um, terrain and, and landmarks that we have, you know, we have, a, a what they call the Coke ovens, which is a typical, pretty popular destination where, um, you know, it's basically like clay rock huts that have been there for, you know, 50, 60 years that it's a, it's just a great destination ride to get to absolutely absolutely one of the ones i remember from a really long time ago was the ride to crown king is that correct yeah yeah that one's uh that one's just a little bit to the north so that one would be probably like an hour north from me uh you 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 jet off and you start um a lot of people start at lake pleasant yep. which um you know so you know you're maybe a thousand feet uh elevation there and you basically just climb up this mountain till 7500 feet and right at the top there's a little saloon a bar a city with you know maybe 100 people tops in it right at the top of this mountain at like 7500 feet so that's also a an awesome ride to do that is an awesome ride to do. now there's two ways to get up there is correct just sort of a, a easier and a more difficult route 
Yeah, correct. There's you can come from pretty much both sides of the mountain. And one side is, you know, you can take a you know, you could take a SUV up there all day. And then the other side you want something a little bit more four wheel drive. Um something, you know, like a UTV or a uh, you know, ATV or dirt bike would be um something you would need on that side. Yeah, that is a that is a fun ride because I think we took the rougher ride to get to the top. And there's a nice little path, you're right, a little town up there, old gold mining town, I assume, and and some place to eat. I I, I kind of even think we stayed at a place up there last time we went. Um, a <laughs> little rougher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not very polished. No. Any, yeah, it's a good way to put it. <laughs> That's an excellent way to but put it's it. A, yeah, great great place. I mean, they have things like chili cook-offs where people, you know, go up there and they they cook chili and sample. So there's there's big weekends up there and it's a it's a it's a good all-day ride to go from desert lake to pine trees and sometimes snow. Yeah, if you want to get a good idea of some of those rides that we're talking about, you can go to our um our, our YouTube channel Destination Polaris and just last season we did a, a shoot in Arizona where we did 3 metro rides and three days box canyon was one of them gosh i'd have to go back and look and see what the other two were but they were all within an hour's drive distance of uh, the metro and that's like you were saying it's just there is so many people that love to off-road who who either visit arizona or who, who live there just for that reason oh yeah absolutely i mean basically the way i look at it is it's the utv capital of the world or at least the united states just because you know we have glamis which is four hours away we got moab that's a six hour drive sand hollows a five hour drive and then anywhere in in vegas or anywhere in arizona you know as far as uh, sedona flagstaff um you know in the summer we'll go up and hit fire roads you can go down to tucson which is the southernmost you know uh, ski resort in the United States. They got a, so it, it's, it's not what people typically think of Arizona is just desert cactus rocks. You know, we have what I would say some of the most beautiful and best riding terrain on the planet. Yes. Yes. Kyle and I are pushing you to go to Arizona because <laughs> it is, <laughs> it is fantastic. And, and obviously there are certain times of year uh, that are better than others. So obviously summer is quite warm but you can go up north to the flagstaff or even sedona area and ride up there during the summertime uh yep absolutely we did that uh we did that last summer or two summers ago and it you know 80 degrees 85 degrees in the day um at night it still gets a little you know down in the 50s and 40s which we think that that's cold here in arizona so um yeah you can definitely get away and yes (laughs) no doubt no doubt now when we now you mentioned, I think to me before, um, Sedona being one of your uh, favorite places to ride. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a lot of people are familiar with it. The uh, you know the Red Rocks and and all of the you know theories and mysteries around it. You know the the vortexes and things. Um, Ooh, tell me about some of those, Kyle. So they got, uh, it's, they call them like vortexes and, you know, it sounds like, you know, just some, you know, almost like a conspiracy theory. And then you go walk down to where they say, and all the vegetation in that area is grows in completely abstract ways. And it's just kind of a weird feeling there in general. So it it just has this uh, allure to it that something's going on there. And then it's red rocks with trees and you know it's just one of those things that you see on a uh 
a computer wallpaper when you go into like Best Buy. It's one of those style pictures. Is and then when you're there, you're riding it, and it's like it doesn't even it doesn't look real almost. So I, I totally agree with you. When when people often ask me where's your favorite or best place to ride, I will I will often point them towards Utah because of what you're saying. It almost doesn't look real. It feels like you're riding in a national park some of the times that you're riding in these places and even if you're not riding the the hiking and the other activities you can do are off the charts in some of those places yeah absolutely that's uh i would say that's number two i've i've done some riding um all through southern utah and um it's been just phenomenal it's that same you know that red rock that picturesque terrain with the sand and the rock mixture trees lakes it's a, uh, it's truly like a, you know, like you said, it just doesn't even seem real that you're allowed to do it. No doubt. No doubt. And some of those places that we're mentioning, uh, Arizona, Sedona, um, Utah, some of those places, uh, if you don't have your own machine, you can certainly go to Polaris Adventures and rent a machine for the day. Um, and, and that is a great opportunity as well to experience some of the stuff that we're talking about because Polaris Adventures has got these rental places all over the country from Maui to Maine and especially down in the Arizona area. There are so many opportunities to rent a vehicle for the day. You can hang out, ride, take all the pictures you want, see all the places you want, and then hand the vehicle back when you're done. So that's an awesome thing to do. Um, and with Polaris Adventures is one of our partners in the show, but so is Rockford Fosgate. And they are also from Arizona, which I'm just thinking about that at the top of my head. We were just with Rockford out in San Hollow last week. And if you haven't had a chance to upgrade your audio or put in new audio into your vehicle, Check out Rockford. They make purpose-built audio for your off-road vehicle, whether you just want a couple of speakers or go all the way up to their stage five and six kits. They have got you covered. So that's two uh, Arizona things there, Kyle, but also Dragonfire Racing. I want to talk about Dragonfire because I have such a, a soft spot in my uh, my my soul for Dragonfire because we did so much with them when we started Destination Players years ago. Yeah, yeah, you and uh, you and me both. I mean, that's where I started my power sports career with with Dragonfire, and it's uh, it's one of those I look at it as a lot of ba- uh, as my little baby. You know, there's a lot of people who've put some blood, sweat, and tears as you've known and met throughout the years, and yes. um, some really great people that have came and gone through there and and really built uh, Dragonfire since the beginning. I want to say we did five Project X builds with you guys. Is that right? Yep. So yep. here's the cool thing, and this and this is probably only you and I know this sort of thing. When uh, um, Dragonfire had a couple of different locations in Arizona back in the day and moved around as they grew to get bigger locations. And I remember walking into uh, the last facility I was ever in, and all through the building were all these giant pictures of all the Project X machines they had done over the years. And I was like, man, that's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they we got some pretty awesome imagery from from all of those builds, uh, you know, getting that opportunity to take a car that's completely stock and, and build it from the ground up and, and then go ride it. So we yeah, we had it littered. I even have some of those in my garage now. Do I, you? Yeah. Well, yeah I'm in Arizona, man. I'm coming to your house and I'm stealing <laughs> some of that stuff. Yeah, they're awesome. 
That's pretty funny. What is so? Um, I know Dragonfire has gone through some changes over the years since we were doing that. Where's where's and I still see Dragonfire out at uh, the Sand Show, um, but um, some things have changed. What's what's the latest and greatest? What's going on? Yeah, so we, um, you know, COVID obviously that happened and that changed. Uh, that kind of rattled the industry a little bit when it turned into, uh, you know, an opportunity that we had just, we had been part of Tucker for a while, and um, what we did, uh, what was decided was to move our R and D facility, manufacturing facility, over to uh, Texas, where Tucker has a big, large building uh, with a lot of resources there. So um, the facility moved there. Um, I, I stayed in Arizona to, you know, stay immersed in it, but, um, but yeah, so with that, I mean, everybody kind of pumped the brakes a little bit in our industry when it turned out we all needed to be on the gas. So, uh, everybody was playing a little bit of, uh, a little bit of catch up there and, um, the transition, you know, obviously with the, you know, headwinds with that transition. So I finally got that up and going out in Texas, um, got a facility there, um, and we're just uh, we're just getting back after it, trying to you know continue to make new products, innovate, um, you know, really continue working on the brand and and going back to where we were when we had the facility here in Chandler. Actually, what is, what are some of the things because that Dragonfire specializes in? Because when I still am traveling around the country, I still see a lot of people sporting Dragonfire seatbelts. Yeah, yeah, I would say one of our num- our number one things, our number one sellers in general, um, is going to be harnesses. You know, we've been doing it since the beginning, and we've continued to uh, innovate. We have a harness that is patented for because we designed it for UTV use specifically. It's called our Evo harness, so it's designed to eliminate. Uh, chafing on your neck if you're an avid utv rider if you've even just been in one one time you've probably experienced some chafing on your neck depending on how long that ride was so uh, we engineered the evo harness to kind of move with you independent of the actual straps that hold you in and that uh that takes away a lot of that that neck chafing and fatigue that comes with you know even just riding in a seat you know it can be some depending on the terrain it can be a you know a brutal ride and and can be uncomfortable in a long over a long period of time no doubt no doubt so you guys got the harnesses um what else have i seen dragon fire uh was it doors mirror a lot of accessories what you guys are doing yeah yeah so another thing we've been doing um you know, great since the beginning of time was the uh, doors. So we we have doors for a lot of units, and and uh, they they are one of our top selling uh, items as well. So you know, whether it be doors, bumpers, another thing we do that's unique is harness mounting. Um, just because a lot of people can do harnesses, but getting them into your specific vehicle is is a little bit different. So we have mounts for you know all the different Polaris's generals. They all have different cage types. Yep. So we we make adaptations so that they fit correctly in that unit because, you know, if you wear a harness that isn't mounted uh, correctly, then, you know, you're, you're, you're getting a false sense of security. You know, you're not really, uh, you know, you're not in like you should. So we always build that to SFI certifications or specs, I should say. When people, you give a, bring up a good point, Kyle, when people are thinking about accessorizing their vehicle, there's so many different ways you can go. What's, What's some of the, the things that you might talk to people about when they're looking to accessorize? Um, I mean, look at uh, where they're 
writing, who they're writing with, you know, what they're trying to uh, experience really. So, you know, people with kids typically, uh, you know, doors is one of their first things just because the factory has the hole in the door or they're plastic. And sometimes they just like a little bit more, um, a more, you know, debris protection and, and it kind of, it closes the cab a little bit. And if you pair that with a front and rear glass, now you have a little bit of, uh, dust protection as well you know you're not eating as much dirt so that's all uh that's typically a, a pretty popular one especially if they have you know little ones that are riding in the back or or new passengers to try to prevent them from kicking their their feet or you know arms out so that's a pretty popular one and then we also have um I would say front bumpers because uh, we we do offer a lot of them that have winch options. So um, a winch is one of those things that you'd rather have and not need, and then need and not have. <laughs> right. Uh, so <laughs> those ones are pretty uh, pretty popular. Very nice. Now there's uh, we mentioned a lot of places where you could ride in and around Arizona. Now, where's your favorite place to ride? It's, you know, it's, it's tough. I do, a, I do a lot of thinking just because I, I've had the, the pleasure of riding so many places across the country and everything has a little bit of a different um, appeal to it. But um, my favorite place of all time is Glamis. Um, there's just something about um, essentially surfing the earth with a motored vehicle that I, you just can't get anywhere else. No doubt. No doubt. I think a lot of people from the, uh, the West coast uh, gravitate there because um, not only does the, a large space to go riding, but uh, you can do what you're saying. You can bring a lot of friends. It's just a, you know, you can go out there any weekend and uh, find something going on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, whether you want to be there for the big parties, whether it's like a holiday weekend, uh, like Thanksgiving, surprisingly, a lot of people are pretty shocked by that. But that's one of the most popular weekends out there because Glamis is one of those places. One, not only is it huge, but it has uh, it's it's really big as a camaraderie style thing. You know, you have the 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 camps that have 15, 20 trailers and, you know, you all have different riding experiences, share stories around the campfire. I mean, it's the, it's the whole experience that really has a, as an appeal and a draw for a lot of people. Nice. Uh, yeah. I think most people, when I'm traveling around the country, they'll, will ask about Glamis, especially the people in Midwest or East coast. Where's a place, Kyle, that you have not been that is on your list to go to? Um, I have a couple places, I would say. I mean, the Hatfield-McCoys is one that I would be um, really excited to go to, uh, that and, like, Brimstone area. Some um, I really haven't gotten the opportunity to ride in that area, so that, that rugged, rock, wet trail systems um, are, are really, you know, it's just something I want to go I want to go see and be able to experience. Yeah, that's it's funny you say that because it's just, like, people on the West Coast, they'll say, I want to go to... Hatfield McCoy people on the East Coast Lake that want to go to Glamis. <laughs> it's like yeah. the two biggest names of places out there that people are always sort of like, I want to go there. Yeah, it's that uh, it's that far destination that you know you you want to go, but there's just so many resources involved in getting there. So uh, you know, luckily I've been able to you know work with Dragonfire and travel to events and be able to see it. But yeah, it's. It's one of those things. Even my buddies are like, you know, we all want to go to the East Coast. East Coast all wants to come to the West Coast. So it's never ending there. You mentioned events, and I wanted to ask you about it. Uh, 
there are lots of events always going on around the country. How heavily involved uh, is Quad Boss and Dragonfire and going to events? Uh, we are pretty involved. We like to uh, we like to you know be able to talk to our consumers and and you know hear them and get feedback and and show them kind of the new stuff that we've been doing. So we have. Um, roughly we do about 15, uh, events a year. I would say we just got back from the aim expo in, in January. And then, um, our next stop is going to be the, uh, mud nationals in, in Arkansas. But, uh, from there, we have a pretty stacked schedule, um, all through the summer going to different, uh, different events and, um, Sancho is obviously always a big one that we attend. Yep. Um, that, you know, that's the, the whole Southwest coming together for that show. So, um, we try to stay pretty involved. Um, we like to mix it up with either just a consumer show where they can come get a look at touch, feel the product, get a good deal, or it might be a riding event, like, um, how rally on the rocks used to be, where it was more out on the trails with the consumers and riding and, and using the equipment. I've heard they're moving rally on the rocks to sand hollow. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of uh, it's a little disappointing just because that you know Moab is obviously a one of a kind style place, but um, I think it was just a little bit too much hot rotting and loud noises for the for the community there. So they ended up yeah they're moving it to Sand Hollow this year, which is um, which is you know it's got a little bit of the Moab um, vibe to it. So I think it uh, I think they'll put on a great event, and I look forward to uh, hopefully getting there soon sometime. It will be. Have you been to Sand Hollow before? I have been through it. I haven't had the privilege of really getting to ride um, and explore it all. Yet. Okay, cool. All right. Well, we were just there a few weeks ago, and uh, we had a uh, we did a podcast from there as well. So we talked a lot about that in our most recent one. But um, it, it's a it's a cool place. Uh, what I think I liked about it the most, Kyle, was that we, you know, you can camp out, you can sort of dry camping right there, and literally drive two minutes. And you go under the freeway and you go to the right and the rocks are right there and you go to the left and the sand is right there. And it's just like that crazy marriage of those two in the same place makes it for uh, a pretty unique experience. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's one of the main reasons why I've always wanted to actually dive in and get to explore. So we actually are planning on going out there in, in May and doing a, a little bit of a photo shoot and stuff. So I, I am looking forward to experiencing uh, Sand Hollow for real. This for day. sure, it's fun. I, you know, like you said, you know, Moab is great and Moab is so big in some ways that, you know, I, I don't know how they transfer that event completely to Sand Hollow, but I look forward to hearing um about it and seeing how it goes yeah me too i i I look forward i think that uh they they do a great job on the guided style ride so that means somebody who has never ridden in that environment can go and has a professional or experienced drivers helping coach them along the way yeah in some cases they'll they'll need it (laughs) yeah oh yeah especially in moab Uh, we've you know we've had our fair share of spills there so yes yes the nice thing i think with most of the uh obstacles there in san hollow is they offered a bypass on a lot of them so that's nice for the people that don't have as much experience yeah, yeah, it's really it's a, it just makes it a well-rounded event for for anybody to to go. So yeah, I look forward to to seeing it. And hopefully, I can put it on my schedule here soon. No doubt. You know, you mentioned uh, Mud Nationals too. You've been out there to that event. Yeah, yeah, I've been out there uh, a few times. I think this would be my third Mud Nationals. So a uh, little bit a little bit different than the Southwest, I must say. What is Mud Nationals like for someone who hasn't been? It is low gear. 
Um, <laughs> you know, most of the time your vehicle never sees over 10 or 15 miles an hour. It's uh, it's it's slow, but it's it's got something to it. It's it's actually a really awesome event. It's a little bit rowdy, a little bit unhinged just because everything's kind of pri it's private land there, which is different than our public land that is kind of policed. This one is kind of policed by the park itself. So, you know, there are some rowdiness going on. There's some late nights and and um, but but overall, I mean, the being able to see what these machines can do. I mean, we had a, a Turbo S uh, that we had um, six inches off the ground with slicks on and we had it as a, a drift car. And then, you know, a few hours later, it was on portals going through, you know, four and a half foot mud puddles with with ease. So it, it's just it's kind of mind blowing on how capable these machines are with just a little bit of uh setup difference yeah and that's the really the cool thing for uh, a consumer is the off-road world has so many of these events that you can go to to see what uh the setup of different people's machines they're doing you can talk a lot of times directly almost to the owners of so many of these companies because they're at these events and i i tell people all the time if you're not sure what you're want to do or which direction you want to do find an off-road event go hang out go ride with a maybe a local atv club or something like that it's really the best way to sort of get into the sport yeah absolutely i mean we um when we go to events you know we have vehicles set up with with our taste and then you know the next booth over has a similar terrain set up but you can see a different taste and different ideas and you know, different accessories and, and how they can benefit you and your style of riding. So I think that that's, yeah, easily one of the best ways to get um, a little bit of everything in, in one place. Do you find it funny, Kyle, that the, the you mentioned taste and I, and I like that because the taste of somebody in Arizona can be different than somebody in Orange County or L.A.? Oh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, everybody everybody has like what they like and and then it's kind of when you when you back out a little bit, you see like, oh, Arizona kind of has a look to it. Um, they change it a little bit. And then, you know, SoCal, they have a little bit sometimes more of the, um, you know, adventure look or they have that really sleek, like sand rail style side by side. Sure. You know? So you can kind of look and and each they kind of have their own their own little um, look to them. When's your next uh, riding trip? Uh, next riding trip would be Mud Nationals. It is. That is okay. the next one. Yeah, I, I I like to get out on my dirt bike when I can, um, just because it's easy to to get out and go. But but yeah, next side by side event will be Mud Nationals for us. And <laughs> <laughs> we were talking before we we started the show, and uh, you mentioned your garage has got a, a couple of dirt bikes in them. Yep, yep. I uh, I that's kind of where I've uh, where I've started. So you know, I have few pit bikes um i got a uh a, a 2021 450 uh, l so it's one of the dual sports and then um uh, my girlfriend she's got a 150 so we're uh, i'm in the process of teaching her how to ride as well which is exciting that's very cool well mud nat should be fun um all the events it's 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 uh are you looking forward to this year it, it feels like the sort of the um the public handcuffs are coming off, so to speak, and people are moving and, and going places a little more freely than they have uh, recently. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, yeah, it's one of those things where people are, you know, basically almost being told to to get out and, and 
and go do something now. So I am excited to go to these events. We have a pretty stacked list, um, whether it be, you know, some UTV takeover events, nationals, kind of across the board. So I'm excited to go see some of the people that we haven't seen in a few years, really, um, come out to the events, enjoy um, the industry, you know, learn about new products and, you know, really just get back to that community that Power Sports is. That sounds like fun. Well, today's podcast was brought to you by Full Throttle Batteries. Those are designed to handle the increased power for some of those accessories that we've been talking about today. Uh, we use Full Throttle Batteries in a lot of our Project X builds because they come uh, with that extra power that you need to power the lights, the the stereos, all the fun little stuff that you got going on. And also by Assault Industries. If you want to personalize your vehicle, then check out Assault they design and manufacture all sorts of fun stuff. Everyone knows them for their side mirrors, but they got a lot of other cool things going on. Kyle, I appreciate you joining us today on the show. I look forward to seeing you guys out at some of these events, uh, working with you guys on some of our Project X fields. And it's great to be um, back with you guys and Quad Boss and Dragonfire. And, and it's, it's missed you guys having you guys part of our team. And so it's exciting uh, again. Yeah, awesome. I appreciate you uh, having me on. I look forward to uh, continuing to work with you guys, and and you know, hopefully, all the viewers will continue to see us out on uh, on whether it be Destination Players or, or you know, simply just talking to you. Oh, so seeing you soon. That. We got a new season starting April second, so uh, um, things are right around the corner. Yeah, I look forward to watching them. I've always tried to keep up to them, and it's uh, it's a good show to watch if you haven't seen it. That's right. That's right. All right. Thanks, Kyle. I appreciate it, man. We'll see you soon. Yeah, thanks, Jared. Well, that does it for another edition of the Destination Polaris podcast. Be sure to download our podcast on Spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And next time, we will be discussing our season kickoff, which is April 2nd. So be sure to tune into that show, and we will talk to you soon. Upgrade your ATV UTV today at superatv.com. Whether it's portals, axles, windshields, lift kits, power steering kits, or any of the other great products from Super ATV, they have you covered through the entire process from design, manufacturing, testing, selling, shipping, and they're always there to support everything you need for your side by side. Go start your upgrade today at superatv.com.